Welcome to twoquestions.tv. With me today is Jessica Higgins, and we're talking about organizational culture. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm your host, Susan Barancinimo. Joining me today is Jessica Higgins. She's a public speaker, a strategist, and published author on creating end-to-end culture designs solutions in healthcare, higher education, governments, and large corporations. Her clients include Microsoft, Zappos, Roche, AT&T, Pfizer, L'Oreal, U.S. Bank, Bowson College, and many others. Jessica, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you on the show. It's so interesting. Organizational culture. Why do so many organizations ignore their culture, and why is it so important for them to start thinking about it? Yeah, it's funny. Um, when I talk to a lot of organizations, sometimes they'll even tell me they don't have a culture. And ah! like, well, <laughs> you do, you have one whether you like it or not. And That's um, like, yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, and I, you know, I love how it's becoming the most published topic on Harvard Business Review, and everyone's yeah. really looking into it. And I think um, they're, you know, they're starting to wonder why. But I think the issue is that there are just so few solutions. Like if we look at the Gallup polls. We've been flatlining on corporate engagement since, I think it's it's like 10 years that we've been flatlining. And so if you can't a single statistic after 10 years, then that kind of gives you a, you know, a state of affairs <laughs> that we're in today. And so um, you, I think you asked me why, what, ask me the question. Why are they, why are they ignoring it? Why are they doing something about it? I, you know, I just, I think that the classic management tools that we have all been taught in school and that we've all learned over time um, have gotten us to this certain place and the world of work is changing. How we're working is changing. The skills that we're needing from our employees are changing and there just aren't new tools that have been designed that are really uh, well-known best practices yet. And so I think that, you know, the internet happened, all these technology, um, you know, waves happened and now we are where we are and we just have to get the business world to catch up and, and they're behind, right? And I work in higher education and they're behind and, and I work with governments and they're behind and, and we're all behind. So it's, I think that, I think it's something that people do care about. It's something they're paying attention to. They're just maybe not understanding what there is to do about it. And then you and I both know it, it, the problem in the, in the consulting world, everyone's very happy to sell you time and FTEs, but <laughs> are kind of uh, few and far between. So yeah. I think even the, the big management consulting firms probably aren't helping either. So I think everyone's just kind of kind of wondering what to do at this point. Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's so funny that people would say they don't have a culture. I can't get over that one. <laughs> so, all right. So what are some best practices for redesigning a culture? Because you already have one. So if you've got it, so somebody's watching and they're like, oh no, I really do have a terrible culture. So how do you start and what are the best practices for designing a culture or an experience where employees are likely to excel? Because I, I've done a lot of interviews on leadership on this show. And the one thing that I hear over and over, and then I know from executive coaching is that leadership is paramount to helping your employees to succeed. So um, how do we help them to create that experience? And, and also, is that possible with a remote team? Yeah, absolutely. So I think first we have to understand what culture is. So mm. 
culture is not a business design. Culture is a social construct. So when we understand it as a social construct with business implications, then what we have to do is, is manage it, design it, mold it as a social construct using social tools. So if you dig into you know, behavioral sciences, neuroscience, um, if we go back to the very foundational approach of Maslow, right? So if you wanna design your culture right now, step back into Maslow and go, okay, hierarchy of needs, right? Yeah. So the first thing I need for my employees is to feel safe. Psychological safety is paramount and yeah. it is a huge problem in the business world today. Just having the psychological safety to feel like your job is secure, that you can make decisions, that you can own your work, not being afraid of getting fired every day, uh, not being afraid of making a mistake, not being afraid of making a number. If you're in that scarcity mindset, you cannot be in a growth mindset. So we have to move people out of that psychological safety place and make them feel safe, right? And then the second piece is the, you know, we need food and water. Okay, so that's our paycheck. So as long as we're getting a living wage, and I think, I think the management world today loves to think that if we pay people more, that they'll care, they'll care more. But after <laughs> the most, yeah, no, I, yeah. And so <laughs> once we're paying you know, a certain wage and, and we're comfortable with you know, food, water, shelter, then we move up to the real fun place for culture design, and that's the search for meaning. And so whenever we can help define meaning for employees, I think meaning is more important as a driver today than even money. Um, and we're seeing that, right? We're seeing people move out of their very comfortable jobs into the startup space. People are going you know, to take huge pay cuts to work for Google or companies that they believe in. And so um, designing culture, really just walk yourself up that ladder and see where you are today. And, and you don't have to be you know, a Tom's shoes to have meaning in your company. You can be a lipstick company and have meaning for your company, but it's about defining that for people and letting them feel it in their everyday work. And that's when people will really start to care. And that's when that engagement score will really start to go up. And when people care about what they're doing, they have a tendency to do better at it, to want to excel at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exciting. And it's funny because I talk with um, businesses and they're like, well, I don't, I don't really need that. You know, I don't really need people to care more. And it's, it's like, well, it's only for certain types of businesses. I'm sorry, but if you have a product business, you need your people to care. You need them to be innovative. You need them to be creative. You're looking for new skills from people. And we are a service economy. And so if you have a service business, you definitely need people to care because if they're interacting with your real shareholders, which are customers. And we all see these cultural fails that happen whenever you have an employee that's not caring, that's interacting with a customer, and something can go very wrong. And then you can go from just having a one employee problem to having an entire you know, PR fiasco. So culture is the linchpin that is holding every business together right now. And, and you asked, you know, why aren't people thinking about it? It's like, I hope they are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I always think, you know, you look at like, um, like an IBM or a Yahoo and they're pulling their remote workers back into the office. And I'm thinking, what is that doing for morale? What is that doing for their culture? And so, you know, that's what I was thinking of. Like, why aren't these companies paying more attention to stuff like that? Like what that means for their workers and their employees. So that's kind of what I had in mind. <laughs> Oh, and you asked about remote workers and meaning and purpose can connect everybody. I mean, you're a consultant, I'm a consultant. We're probably more likely to work from our PJs than you know anybody else that we know. And, and we're, 
just kidding, talking about somebody else, but when we feel meaning and purpose in our work, you know, that's no different than if we would be sitting in an office. And it's no different yeah. for the entire workforce today. And as we move toward a more remote workforce, feeling that meaning and purpose becomes even more important. Exactly, exactly. Oh, this is so interesting. I feel like we could talk about this all day. <laughs> hey, will you come back and be on the show again and we'll talk more? Absolutely. Thank I you love for it. Having See, I always ask that question like on the air. So then, like, okay, it's there it is. You have to come back now. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Has anyone ever just said no? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I know I'm pretty. I'm pretty savvy. I know somebody's going to yeah. say no, but no, I've never, I haven't had a bad interview yet. Everybody's been lovely. So maybe yeah. someday, but, but I only ask the best ones. <laughs> uh, I, I, podcast and I, I just, I love your interviews. So I, I haven't um, seen a bad one yet, but I'll let, I, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll edit you favorably. I assure you. No, there's oh. really no editing in these. I swear. All right. Well, look, <laughs> we're going to link to your website in the show notes for today so that viewers, you can find Jessica and her firm so that you can have her help you recreate your culture, redesign a culture that will be more impactful for your employees. So they'll be more productive and happier. And we all want that. So Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yay. Thank you. Viewers. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.